Hello, you're listening to Wine Blast, the podcast that brings wine to life with a smile. I'm Susie Barry, and as ever, I'm joined by my husband and fellow master of wine, Peter Richards. And we're going to be doing things a little bit differently today, aren't we? That's right, yeah. We like to keep, we like to mix things up. We like to keep everyone on our toes. Including ourselves. Including ourselves. I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm sure I ever know, really know what's going on, to be honest. But, you know, I'm the but last you're on, person But you're on today. your toes. <laughs> on my toes, and figuratively. Um, so, yes, we wanted to do a, a sort of shorter, slightly shorter, shortish wine blast today. As short as idea. we can manage. Well, we'll see what happens. Wine blast we'll, short. We'll try to keep it we short. We say it often enough, yeah. we might. Um, and, you know, we're going to be focused on English and Welsh wines. I think that's the idea. Uh, and in particular, all the gossip, and, and which I hope, hope is gossip, you know, awards and stories from the Wine GB Awards, which you've just finished chairing. I you? have indeed. Um, and actually, so therefore, it's you in the interviewee chair today. Oh, my goodness. How exciting. Yeah, exciting. Well, I wouldn't yeah. be excited. I'm going to be basically shining a light in your face. Oh, they're going to be grill- uh, you're, you're in the d- You're not going to grill me like, you know, John Humphreys or, or, or Nick Humphreys. Robinson or something, well, are you? I hope not. No, no. <laughs> I certainly haven't got the Welsh lilt. I want, I want a nice gentle interview. A gentle... No, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how, we'll see how you behave. Um... But you, so that's what we want to be doing. I'm doing that to you. Before we do that, though, we're going to we're going to mention something which is a little bit blowing our own trumpet, isn't it? It is. So indeed, we apologise widely for yeah, that. Yeah. But it was important to mention. It's important to mention. It's our wine festival, Winchester. Mm. Uh, something very close to our hearts. It takes place on the last weekend of November every year. We've done six festivals so far. Six festivals. Can you believe that six. It doesn't really fun, feel like it, does it? And no, they it always, doesn't. But... They sort of get better every time. From mm. well, certainly from our point of view, yeah. um, it's it's a lot of fun, isn't it? Uh, we have delicious wines. We have brilliant people, uh, but we have just made a big announcement because we have decided, thinking about the lockdown and coronavirus and and staying safe, we've decided this year to take the festival online. 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 Online is the future, isn't it? I mean, I think it's fair to say we, we're really, really disappointed not to be able to run the normal festival, aren't we? Yeah, of course. Massively, of course. We love it. We love it. But equally, I think in so equal measure, year. we're excited about, uh, you know, what on, what we can do online and the kind of fun yeah. we can have online. So it's happening on Saturday, the 28th of November. So please save the date. Um, headline sponsor is Rathbone. So thank you to them. Um, the plan is for a full day of kind of revelry and fun, isn't it? Indeed. I feel like I should be wearing a jester's hat when I say that. Sort of. <laughs> Jingling bells, a cl- a clown's um, nose. The idea is for a packed schedule of, of, of kind of delicious wine masterclasses hosted by our brilliant exhibitors. Um, and we're going to be popping up regularly too. I think aren't we, we are. I think, I that's think the we idea. are. Um, now, I explained this concept to someone and she said, but, you know, how do I overindulge on wine via a screen? Did she really say overindulge? No, she didn't really say overindulge. No. But, you know, you get the picture, don't we, you? We know what she meant. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and I said, well, that's the best bit, you know, because you can order. The idea is you can order the wines in advance so you can taste along. Sounds perfect. When you prepare the early. comfort See, I, of your own home. From the comfort, you don't even have to wear clothes. Oh, oh! <laughs> but I'm sorry. Given, I do given apologize. we're planning, we're, a, we're aiming to do some no. Instagram live no. interviews. I yeah. think you might have no, I'll to be wear. Clothed. You'll be clothed, I'll please, because I think we're, we're, everybody's running said, a mile now. I, know I said that. Maybe it's a blokey thing. From, yeah, yeah. When you say from the comfort of your own home, immediately you think, think oh, I can just no be in my pants. Yeah, no, you can't be in your pants because you're going to do Instagram live, uh, <laughs> and we've got high-profile people that we'll be we'll be talking to, wine yeah, people. We will be offering ourselves up for a live Q and A too. So. Please just save the date, mm-hmm. 28th of November. Yeah. You can check everything out on thewinefestival.co.uk, but we will be announcing more details very soon. Yeah, I think that's enough of a plug, isn't it? I think it might be. Should we get on with the show? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, so what we really... Hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I sort of feel, I feel like we need a sting here. I feel like we need just a breath, a chance a to breathe. 
Would that you be all right? You need to sting. Just keep me happy. Right. Okay. Yep. It's entirely Perfect. unnecessary. It's very just, unnecessary, but let's like do it. it. Let's you do know, it. It gives me a chance to compose myself before I interview you, before <gasps> I grill you. I'm going to adjust my tie, set the light up brightly in your eyes. <sighs> go for it. There we are. Here we go. Lovely. So... <laughs> What we really wanted to talk about today was the 2020 YNGB Awards because the results were announced earlier this week. And there are, you know, there are some really stunning wines in the winning lineup. Mm. I have to say, it's just so exciting to see the quality of wines the UK is now producing and and in so many different styles. Mm. Yeah, and I think exciting is a really good word. Uh, exciting, both in terms of your trumpet fanfare you just did there, which did you I like think it? was um, it was pathetic, uncommonly wasn't it, really? rubbish. But it, we got the idea. But exciting, absolutely. We 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 tend to be excited, and you know, equally, I think it's always fun to hand out an award or two, isn't it? You know, it's like school mm-hmm. prize day all over again, except with mm. you as you as headmistress. <laughs> Which is a slightly troubling, no. troubling thought. Move on. I won't extend the analogy. Quite well said. Uh, things could get messy. But, you know, before we, we talk about all the winning wines and whatnot, um, and I guess wines we should be looking out for, because I think that's part of the point of this, isn't yeah. it, really? Uh, we should probably explain that you uh, chair the judging panel, don't you, with, mm-hmm. with uh, TV's Oz Clark mm-hmm. as your co-chair. And uh, Corning Barrow head buyer Rebecca Palmer was the other judge this year, yeah. wasn't she? And Maybe it's best, though, to start with explaining what exactly the YGB Awards are uh, and why this year was just that little bit different. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was indeed. Um, so so YGB, let's start with that. YGB is the National Association for the English and Welsh Wine Industry. And these annual awards are, they're sort of like the Oscars or the BAFTAs of, of, of UK wine. Um, this year, we had more entries than ever before, over three, well, almost 300 entries. Mm. Um, and those included sparkling and still wines. Um, and as I've said, pretty much every style you can mm. imagine. Mm. We seem to make from white to red, rosé, sweet. There was orange, pet nat. We even had, actually, just thinking about it, we had a sparkling red Merlot from um, from 2018, which, of course, was a warm vintage. And it, it was fantastic. I mean, it sounds all wrong, but, you know, the judges loved it. And it won a gold medal. So there you are. That is one for your next barbecue. I mean, you've actually rendered me speechless there. A sparkling <laughs> red Merlot. From England. From England. I know. I mean, it's one thing having all this diversity because, you know, in, in, in the past we said the UK is all about one specific style. It was either mm. sort of crisp white wine or it was, you know, then it was about sparkling wine. But to, to have all that diversity is, yeah. is I mean, it, is, it genuinely it was really okay. surprising. Um, so I look this forward to This red Merlot, it was really okay. nice, really <laughs> okay. nice, honestly. But, uh, to bring you back to the practicalities uh, of the competition, this year presumably was quite different from previous ones, given that, you know, uh, COVID, challenges, limitations. Um, did, did I see... To get that's the really important stuff. Did I see you had your own portaloo? You know, or, or was that just a feverish dream I had while you were away? No, I did. I did indeed. And it was certainly a first for me. Um, I rather liked it. I'm quite glad to um, hear that, to be honest. I'm, you know, I'm not sure. My own portaloo. I've, I've made it. Don't get like, used big to time, it. Big don't time. Get, big time. Big time. Uh, but no, this year was different. I mean, first of all, the YGB committee and the judges had to decide whether it was feasible to even hold the mm, awards. Mm. Um, and it was... It was very much in the ba- I mean, as you know, very much mm, in, in mm. the balance as to whether it, whether they happened. But we decided in the end if we we could make it work if we made a couple of sort of big changes um, as well as all the the smaller mm, things mm. that we needed to do. So the first big change was deciding to hold the, the awards 
outside of London. Yeah, so normally you're in London. Normally we'd be in London, definitely. Yeah, okay. We've been in different locations, but normally in London. So mm. we, we wanted to be outside of London and we were really lucky because um, Ashling Park Wine Estate, which is beautiful, I hadn't mm. been there before. We, did, we didn't know it. Actually. We didn't, we didn't know, know it. It's in West Sussex. Mm. It's absolutely gorgeous. And they offered to host us, which mm. was, was really kind of them. Um, you know, I don't know what they knew what they were letting themselves in for, but <laughs> um, they'll not. probably never invite us back. You reprobates come through the door, I'll tell you what. But, um, but, you know, they were very nice to us yeah. and, and it was brilliant. It was brilliant. So the other big thing, the big difference was that we we realised that to allow for social distancing, we would have to have just one panel of three judges and um, rather than normally we'd have four, four yeah. panels of so, three. So how did that work then? Because that, that is a big change, actually. That's a lot of yeah. uh, numbers. That's a big reduction in numbers. It is. It? I mean, it meant we all had to taste every wine. And, you know, we really didn't know quite how it was going to go, whether it was going to work. Um, but as I've said to you, you know, it was an amazing the whole thing mm. was an amazing experience maybe because of what we're living through at the moment um and you know one thing that sounds ridiculous but that really helped was that the weather was incredible mm. and mm. because we were we were actually tasting in an old aircraft hangar we could we could have hang on, hang on. an old aircraft hangar. I know, Is, I know, was that actually an old aircraft sounds, hangar? yeah that's yeah, what yeah, it was apparently, used for. apparently oh, right. the estate used to have a it was for a helicopter i think mm. i think i never quite got to the bottom as of it as you do but <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't massive but i think it's where they store the wine did it now. still have helicopters in no there was no helicopter well, so what do they yeah. use it for then? i think it's i think it's just storing wine oh, okay. now um, right. but they cleared it out to the point where we could we could easily have space and you could lift the whole front of it up and have so we got some photos i think we got we, some we photos we've got photos I'll, I'll put some yeah, photos on the site I mean, from the, the lovely Tom yeah. Gold the Tom Gold photography Tom oh, Gold uh, Tom. he manages yeah, to make everything just, and it's like tangent but Tom does manage to if you're looking for a great photographer Tom Gold manages to make everybody and everything look fantastic yeah, no pressure um, on Tom no but he's he's great he's great but really <laughs> he, you know, he, it's well, he not, manages it's to not, make wine look good which yeah. is, or yeah. he manages to make wine look exciting yeah and that's which, quite difficult well it can be difficult but he's brilliant anyway so so we had the front of the aircraft hangar open and essentially that meant we were in the fresh air looking out across vineyards and a beautiful English countryside for the for the entire week. Okay, so playing devil's advocate here, do, do you do you think that made a difference to your perception of the wines? You know, is there an argument that you might have been overly generous to the wines because you were in such a sort of idyllic setting with with, with amazing weather? I, I don't think so. I mean, yes, to a certain extent, as you know, atmosphere and your mood do mm. play a part when you're tasting. You can't help that. Mm. But a good wine is still a good wine, whatever the weather. Um, and, and you mm. know, equally, a, a mediocre wine is, isn't is suddenly going to win a gold because the sun's shining. Mm. Um, I, I just think when you're tasting all day, every day for five days on the trot, it just helps to... I'd keep your spirits up and mm-hmm. almost keep your senses sharp if you're breathing fresh air and you're you're looking out on a beautiful view. Mm. Okay. I might have to make some changes to our living room. You know, knock that a would few, be nice. Knock a few windows out. <laughs> uh, that keeps you happy mm. and tasting fresh. I'm not sure that would keep me happy okay. in right. the winter. Well, no, well, no, no. Uh, no yeah. maybe not. In no. The, yes. No, right, not even in that. most of the yeah. English summer, yeah, but there see. we go. See, that's why I'm not in the building yeah. trade. But, you know, didn't I, again, I, I want to continue this thing. I'm not going to you, let you off this one. You I know, never imagined I, you would. As, as your interviewee, <laughs> I knew I was going to be grilled. Didn't I see that Ashling Park won quite a few won a few golds was that entirely coincidental given they were giving you the hospitality yeah no Ashling Park did do well because their wines were really good Um, they're made Mm. by the the, uh, brilliant our friend the brilliant Dermot Sugru but yeah. um, just to be clear, mm. you know, it, it's so important that to say that we 
don't know what any of the wines are when we're judging. We we didn't even know if Ashling Park had entered. So just to be clear, for everyone listening, what happens is that all the wines that we taste in the week are served totally blind. We don't know what any of them are. They're pre-poured. Okay, so, so they're, pre- so they're, 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 they're in bags. In they're not only in, bagged yeah. up so you can't see the bottles. The the guys from Sensible Wine Services, the brilliant, oh, we, ah, brilliant. so yeah. fantastic Sensible Wine. I've got to give them a mention. Who do you have this Donald, year? Donald and ah, James this year. Great. Amazingly efficient. Fantastic. Mm. But they would, um, they bagged up all the bottles, then they would pre-pour for us. So we have no idea what those wines are. I mean, we are given, um, we're given basics. So, to be clear, we, we have the great variety of varieties. Uh, we know that it's a non-vintage or a vintage wine. We know the price bracket. But in terms of the brands, we have not a clue. We are just there to taste and decide what we think are the best wines. Yeah, okay, fair enough. You mentioned the judges tasting everything. What, what, what was that like? I mean, that hardly ever happens in any wine competition. Where judges you know, taste every well, especially single the chair, wine. The chair, yeah. the chair, you as the chair, the, or the chairs taste every single wine. I mean... Now that you've had the chance to do that, you know, was that, a good, was that a good thing or was it just exhausting and, and actually it was overkill and it all got messy? I love it. I absolutely love it, mainly because I'm a control freak, of course, as you know. <laughs> really? But as chair of a competition, you know, if you taste mm. absolutely everything, as you've said, it's rare you do. But if mm. you do, mm. you cannot blame anyone else if you're not happy with the results. Yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily just it, though. I know, I know that's fair enough, but... You know, if you've got one panel of judging tasting everything, however experienced you are, you know, you're not going to agree all the time, are you? In fact, no, almost no. <laughs> the more experienced you are, the more you might disagree. No, and therefore, well, is it, do, do the results right, end up being yeah. a bit fudged? No, no, no. I mean, obviously, we did have differences of opinion, quite, mm-hmm. as you said, quite extreme. <laughs> Quite extreme differences you know, of opinion at times. No, I think I'll leave that one. No, um, no. But maybe Tom got it on camera. But, <laughs> he might well have done. <laughs> um, there was some, there was some, some digging of heels in. Um, but you know, like mm. I would say, look at it this way: like many great things in life, the best wines mm-hmm. can often be the most challenging to taste, as you you were just sort of alluding to. So they're not necessarily easy to judge and agree on. But mm. when, as a as a panel, we disagreed, mm-hmm. what we did was we discussed why we might have disagreed about the wines. We retasted and then we came to, I wouldn't say it was a fudge, we we came to a decision that we'd all kind of went, yep, yeah, no, I can see why you're saying that. And we came to a decision that everyone ultimately was comfortable with. Okay, but you know, so... But, but, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, but, but what I want to add to this before we go any further, I'm going to be completely honest and say the moment I knew that it had been, a, a, for me, a perfect week of judging was when on the last day, we were sitting tasting the final lineup of gold medal winning sparkling wines. Um, and what we were doing was we wanted to choose the top sparkling wine of the competition. And I was genuinely almost in tears. Mm. I don't think okay. it was I don't think it was mm. just because I was absolutely knackered or <laughs> I knew it was been, nearly the could end. Be relief. It could have been just you know. But you know, the reason was every single wine in that lineup was amazing and um, they were mm. all so characterful and so different to one another and it was just honestly for me a dream moment it's nice when that happens isn't it because it doesn't well it's happen. rare it really rare I, I can't remember that happening in and a competition it, you ever say, before you know, when you've got lots of different people's views coming in or in this case mm. three very experienced people's views coming in you can you can end up with a selection you think okay it's good that's not so good if they were all yeah. It sounds like they were all wines that that kind of caused, created a sense of passion and, and excitement. In Definitely. You. There's nothing bland there. There was nothing. And it was, it was all, you may not have liked them all. And that's great you to know, see. In a world of bland were, wines. Yeah, no, no, these no. Are wines there was, you bland was not a word you could have okay, used. Okay. Yeah. So going back to the numbers, though, um, you tasted 
to just look at the numbers 281 281 wines, wines okay. yeah and you gave 34 gold we medals did, yeah. you gave 98 silver medals mm-hmm. and over 100 bronzes yeah you know Without going into too much details on specific wines, what for you, what would you flag up as real highlights? Okay, so this year, certainly um, the classic Cuvée wines, they were a complete standout for me. Mm. Um, so by that you mean um, sparkling wines made in the traditional method, so champagne style, but yeah. from grapes like um, Chardonnay or Pinot Noir. Yeah. Or so Pinot so yeah, the, the, so traditional method wines made, made like you say, champagne would be made um, and, and a blend. It didn't have to be Chardonnay, Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier. It could have been two of those three, but, but always those three varieties. Varieties mm. in some sort of you okay. know so some sort of yeah. mix, and yeah. um, so we had a vintage category of classic cuvee, and we had a non-vintage category, and and for me both were just really impressive, okay. really really good. All right, so we'll look out for those. Mm. Uh, what about still wines? We, we get quite excited about still shots. <laughs> we do Noir, personally, Bacchus we do. And, and yeah, yeah. Things. Well, I mean, but, um, the first thing to say, perhaps unsurprisingly, we had some lovely red Pinot Noir from the 2018 vintage, mm. um, which, as we know, was was a great vintage. It was big, it was warm, it was good for red wines. Um, but what was probably most most exciting to see was just the sheer number of still red pinots way more than we've had in other years mm, that's um, good to and, see isn't it and it was brilliant yeah, because because yeah. you know red wine often people have said well okay you can do sparkling and then you think well we can do white as well and now we're proving we can yeah, actually do red definitely. i mean pinot obviously leading the charge there yeah. lovely elegant reds but... i mean they're not all great at the moment but you know there was a really there were some lovely wines mm. in there what yeah, about, yeah, okay yeah, what yeah. else apart from the reds oh yeah. you know were, it's really hard because there's just there is so much too mm, much to mm, mention. Mm. Um, for example, the best still Chardonnays were absolutely exceptional. And we love um, a good UK sort yeah, of English no, no, Chardonnay, I mean, don't we? Absolutely. But um, at the same time, I would say this year was interesting because I, I think Chardonnay is a work in progress for a lot of producers okay, in the UK. I mean, I, a lot of people are starting to make it. So it's almost like people are seeing the potential. Yeah, getting, which is start great. getting going, but maybe not making yeah, it I mean, brilliantly. Maybe start. the ripeness levels are not quite right, or maybe mm. they, they're... Well, Can be slightly, or, or probably more the oak as well you know just getting mm. that oak right so it's not too much yeah, it's not, not too little done, um, so it's, I think there's, for a lot of people there's a bit more work to be done but I would absolutely say it's something worth pursuing because the UK definitely seems to be particularly well suited to Chardonnay okay. as we've said so we before. want to see more and more Chardonnay but we need people to make it better yeah well it, it will get there it and, absolutely and, and will in the meantime there. should people buy it yeah, no. I mean, don't don't buy cheap Chardonnay though. Okay, you so know, be, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not yeah. sure there's that much cheap Reputable UK Chardonnay out equality. there. But but the the better producers are, are yeah. worth buying definitely, okay. and really will give you some great quality drinking. So Don Pinot, Chardonnay, uh, what else? Rosé. Yeah. What about rosé? Okay. Um, so I have again, I happen to think rosé has a fantastic future in the UK. Mm. Um, one thing that did come out, which is a slight negative. Um, I would suggest is that producers stop bottling rosé, uh, certainly sparkling rosé, in clear glass. Mm, because okay. we Talks definitely felt at times, well, we felt at times that, that some of the wines had suffered a bit from, from light strike. Okay, so we probably don't want to go into that too much in the time and the place. I know, it's a bit complicated. But it's a bit complicated. But, but, but in essence, that's where the wine's been exposed to too much UV light, uh, which can cause spoilage. It can cause reactions in the yeah. wine, cause spoilage issues. So, um, you know, and, and what happens is what you need to do is bottle it in really dark glass. I think dark Dark amber glass dark sort of protects is, from about ninety yeah, percent yeah. of UV light, whereas but, but you know, clear glass doesn't yeah, protect at exactly. all. Exactly, anything um, but and clear glass. I suppose the most likely victim is going to be rosé because rosé is the one that's most often bottled in clear glasses because but winemakers want you to see the colour of yeah, the wine, yeah, which yeah. is a lovely yeah, idea. I, that, you but, know, it's a lovely idea, but don't risk it. Don't risk it. Go mm. for some sort of stylish pink label instead, which you know some people do. It can look just as good, and it is far safer from the wine's point of view. Mm, mm, um, yeah. Anyway, those are just a couple. You know, that's just a, t- a tiny minor point yeah. in a competition and an in industry I would say where there's so much good stuff going on um, mm. and the UK has got such a bright 
future. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, certainly in terms of wine. I'm not sure about anything else <laughs> at the moment. But Let's wine is looking good. Wine's All right, at least good. one thing is. But okay, so so hard recommendations here. What should people look out for to buy? Best value, sort of best bang for buck, I guess, and maybe anything yeah, okay. that's that's not worth to, to avoid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay, with English and Welsh wine, it's not about finding the best cheap party wines or brilliant deals on right, anything. That's me out, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, sorry. You know, you you bog off some whatnot. Um, no, no, it's not that. It, it's it's for me. It's really about that sense of you're buying local, and then mm. you can relish the quality of the wine. That you know, I mean, a lot mm. of people will be able to find pretty much on their doorstep. Mm, um, obviously, yeah. if you like traditional method sparkling wine, there is so much brilliant stuff out there to choose from right now. Yeah. Um, but equally, if you want, as we've said, a really fine oak chardonnay. If you want a crazy pet nat or orange wine, if you love just fresh, crisp rosés that mm. I don't know, smell of the English hedgerow, uh, a spicy Pinot Gris, or, or again, as we've said, an elegant Pinot Noir Red, they're all out there to find and yeah. to buy. I suppose it's interesting, isn't it? So, so the diversity, the choice is all mm. out there across so many different styles now. Oh, English seriously. And wine. seriously. In a way, you need a really good excuse not to not buy to, English, yeah. you know, because it's local and yeah. it's something we're doing brilliantly. So, yeah. Yeah. okay, so switch it around. What about things to avoid? What should people look out for? Pitfalls? Oh, you know, I, I don't tend to, I'm, I'm not a person who dwells on the negative. I'm really not, so but... Comes to um, the, you know, my uh, it's, 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 washing up habits or... Well, yeah, well we don't dwell on it. Just complain and then move on. Um, you know, I think for me, there was, yeah, the only real disappointment all week, um, really disappointing, were the wines uh, that were still wines, still white wines that were made from Germanic varieties. Um, mm. well, the heritage exactly. varieties, yeah, like, you know, like, so uh, Solaris mm, and um, Madeleine, there's Madeleine Angevin, um, Siegereber, okay. um, I mean, there were not all of them, but, you know, on the whole, they just weren't good enough. Um, mm. They were either a bit tasteless, uh, you know, at best, mm. um, or too floral, um, or there was a bit too much sweetness, too much sugar, or they just tasted weird. Um, so with the odd exception, uh, they... To be frank, they just weren't the same quality as the other wines in the competition. But it's interesting because that's the history of the UK wine, isn't it? So it's quite difficult. These people have been working hard on these vineyards for ages. That's yeah. what they were told to plant. Yeah. The received wisdom was they and, were going to be you good. Know, and, and, but it's very hard to change that, isn't it? It's very hard it to turn is. it around. And, and not everybody wants to because you might have loyal customers who want those mm. wines. Mm. Um, I just think at the moment, you know, the way the UK industry is going and the best wines are getting so good, the, the, the gap between those sort of traditional um, heritage varieties and the yeah. star, those styles of wine is quite big now. So it's almost um, a case of them being shown up by the fact we're doing Chardonnay and Pinot Noir I, I think in so, such a yeah. brilliant, yeah. brilliant I mean, way. I'd never mm, stop people okay. making them if that's what they'd like to make. But for me, the quality mm. is, is not as what, high. What about Bacchus? Where would you put Bacchus in that? Because that's no, obviously yeah. a, you know, sort of Germanic origin. Yeah, no, I'm not, I, I wouldn't include Bacchus in that that statement. I mean, we, we, we tasted a lot of Bacchus. Some of them great, um, some less so. Obviously um, obviously known as sort of um, British, like, well, Britain, Britain's take on Sauvignon Blanc, Sauvignon Blanc, sort of all a bit of Riesling in there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, some people don't like backers. Was it, was some it good? do. I mean, was the, what was the quality it level was, like? It was really mixed, really mixed. And I think the big thing about backers is the style variation is mm. enormous. So, so the oaky backers is, um, you know, some people say, well, that's not backers. You know, backers should just be zingy and fresh and and a little bit floral and and you know, summery. Um, but you know, some of the oaky backers are really, really nice. One thing I did notice was we had a backers that was blended with a Sauvignon Blanc. Now that was a really nice wine. Mm, okay. And I do think that would be my sort of 
tip to try in the future you know some producers blending those two varieties it's interesting okay um what about where to buy things uh english you know people who want to look yeah, out okay so um where wine. where do you go well waitrose was a, a sponsor of the competition so i do want to mention them because they they are very generous sponsors but they are also and have always been real champions of english wine so mm. they have a great range mm. uh, also majestic wine mm. society i mean most high street retailers have got at least one or two uk wines um, these days yeah. but then local independents go and see what your local independents got they do a great job um and of course we we, we need to support local independents if we want them to to survive mm-hmm. um and then finally i mean visit a vineyard you know if you've got a vineyard locally yeah. or you're on holiday where there's a vineyard go there is nothing better than tasting the wine in situ and then buying a few bottles you know yeah. sell at the and cellar actually, door sometimes we don't realize what's on our doorstep and i think that we've all been supporting local in lockdown haven't we yeah. and i think ideally we want to continue that and i mean i've just been judging the decanter retail awards and the english specialist category there's some brilliant independence as well so i think we should all i think we should definitely try and support people like that so going back last points results and awards what's the schedule oh, nearly, what's coming it's out really nearly finished yes that's your sign <laughs> This is just get on with it and get out. So the initial results of the medals were announced on 4th of August. Um, yeah. And and of course, there's a full list on winegb.co.uk. Um, I, I'd definitely say congratulations to everyone who came away with something shiny. Mm. Um, it's uh, It was, they were all incredibly well deserved. Um, but moving on to what has, what's happening next, on the 8th of September, we're doing the official award ceremony. This year online, we're mm. back on our online theme. Um, and we'll be announcing sort of the big winners. So the trophies, and and then the the best of the best yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. That's when you get to, to be headmistress. Oh, oh, sorry, I thought don't, I'd forgotten that. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think we're going to do another show. That's the plan. Another show for then to to, to almost to recap on those big awards that are coming out. But more importantly, because I think you've got some things that you want to say which you can't say at this stage, but you want to say then. Is um, that right? I might have. Such secrecy. Keeping my powder dry. Such secrecy. never be a red book. You know, only a married woman can <laughs> carry this sort of secret keeping off I don't know anyway we'll look forward to that um, in the meantime I'm, I'm off to do a bit of chairing myself and judging myself at the oh, Decanter you know. World Wine Awards and, and Decanter Retailer Awards so you know who knows maybe we can compare secrets just have to try not to spill the beans you know Ooh, that sounds far too complicated for a couple of winos uh, anyway yes maybe maybe <laughs> okay. so and also just to just to finish off I haven't actually told you the full story have I of what happened uh, while you were away all week judging at the Wine GB Awards have I no no um, you know, I was in charge of the household, of course, and, and you were, and it was eye-opening, is all I can say. Mm. Um, burgers were eaten mm. in in abundance by some people more mm. than others. I'll be honest. Uh, washing, well, you know about that. Uh, and, Largely and equally, avoided. Uh, what I haven't told you about is is the the impact our wine cellar may have may have taken. Uh, as a know, to be really honest, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know. Yeah, um, or perhaps but, I do, and I can report back here. Mm, uh, mm, either way, I think it's to time to, to I think it's time to wrap up this one before we uh, before we uh, head for a divorce. Thank you for joining us in this uh, slightly shorter episode. I don't think it is much shorter. No, actually. it is. We've tried for to so make it long, yeah, haven't we? Have, we? Have, but we have okay. enjoyed it. Yeah, We've yeah. had fun. Please do leave a rating and review. It's a massive boost to have your support. Plus, it also helps other people to find the show. Uh, so until next time, mm. more secret revealing. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening and cheers.